Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive bacchanalia. I am your host, Brett Hatfield, here with Corey Pratt of YouTube's Craving Cars, as well as our engineer and co-host, Catfish Groves, who is also the host of Road Muscle Radio. (laughs) You know, that's just a rumor. Just Uh, It's allegedly. Uh, allegedly, I, I, I've, I've allegedly seen eight episodes worth we, of it. We've allegedly done it for years. Yeah, uh, uh, we are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in lovely scenic Overland Park, Kansas, and we've got a fourth with us this evening. We've got Henry Accardo. Hey, how's it of going? Crossroads Cars. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. You missed Corey. Corey Pratt. No, no. I said Corey. Did you Pratt. say Corey? I said sure Corey did? Pratt. Did you say yeah. Corey? Oh yeah, I'm out there. Are you, you awake? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> wow you i can't even tell you guys what kind of a day it's been uh radio is just crazy well so. it, it looks like maybe you got a little too close to the fire there mister it's a li- oh my god you had to mention that <laughs> okay you want to know how weird this has been and yeah. it's so nice to tell this in front of our guest guest um and like you didn't even notice when i walked in you were so kind not to say wow what the hell's wrong with him the uh last night right <laughs> i i I kind of I trimmed up my beard and I had the trimmer out because I was trying to look a little nicer and I realized oh my god I've got my like my name is Ishmael you know eyebrows going on right now I thought you looked really good oh yeah with them all sticking out and then I uh, I grabbed my trimmer but I was thinking about work because I was still working at like nine o'clock last night mm-hmm. and so I grabbed the trimmer mm-hmm. that I just put away and I'm like okay is the thingy on it blah 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 and then I realized. The little thingy, the, the attachment, the yeah, that, that keeps it a certain length. Mm-hmm. I didn't just check it; I took it off, mm-hmm. and I shaved off half my left eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Wonderful! And yeah. I didn't even realize it. And there were expletives. There were expletives coming out of that bathroom. And why? My wife was like, "Are, are you all right, honey?" I'm like, "I, I don't think so." <laughs> you, you look like the eyebrow Icarus. You flew a little too, fl- too close to the sun, face first. You know, on, on Facebook, I read it. I, I'm like in the uh, the community theater performance of Pink Floyd's "The Wall" <laughs> as the lead. <laughs> Is anybody uh, out there? You know, uh, I, I don't think you're going to have to worry about trimming that bad boy up again for a little while. Well, no, I've got three months you, before I even have to go in the office you, if we ever go back. So, Well, uh, hey, look at the upside. You don't have to face anybody that you don't really want to. And I told Rhonda, you know, if you're having to do conferences via Zoom, you could always take a little piece of electrician's tape and just, you know, cover that bad boy up. <laughs> Yeah, electrician, that'll make me look Just great. Just going to put some 80s uh, uh, Highway Patrol sunglasses on. You'll be good to go. I'll go from stupid to insane in like 2.4 seconds. This is awesome. Hey, they may quit questioning you for a while. <laughs> That's not impossible. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us again. Uh, who had five minutes in for the show going off the rails? <laughs> we want to hear from you. Tell us what you think, what you love, what you want to hear. Send us pics and the story behind your cool car. You can send those to brett at readthedriven.com. I will post them on the Driven website at www.readthedriven.com. This week we have news 
about the 2020 Lake Tulsa auction, Harbor Freight's epic tool fail. Hertz mm. rent a car, struggling to stay afloat and some of the weird things they're doing around that. And the return of a much-loved car event to the Kansas City calendar. Our special guests this week are Henry Ricardo, the aforementioned. Henry! Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Always nice to have somebody to hold down that fourth seat. <laughs> and uh, also auto journalist and raconteur extraordinaire Eric McClellan. Now, guys... Yeah. What have you been doing with cars this week? Oh, I, I've been calling people. I see a big wave over there. I've also seen some of the stuff you're looking at. And I will say this. As time goes on, the cars you're looking at, they're improving. They're getting better. Well, I, I'm starting to realize that my price point sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the car. It's not you. It's me. No, no. So, <laughs> that, that could be a hindrance at times. And, and oh, how it is. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I've still got that one with that one guy, and I meant to call today, but then all that hell broke loose. That one with that one guy. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> the 60, uh, 68 Chrysler 300, that's the kind of swoop back version. Which is absolutely beautiful. I really like that particular car. The best thing I like about it, besides it's kind of got a goofy top, is that it's got that, you know, I want to murder you front end. Mm -hmm. The one that just, it, it really, it wants to eat you. No, it there, looks there. like you should be in the mob. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm like the sexy part of the mob. <laughs> yeah, I got my bloody in the trunk. You want to think all right? <laughs> nice little 440 under the hood. And then it's uh, it's older brother. Uh, I still haven't called that guy yet, but it's still available, is the 1962 New Yorker. Yes. The, you know, it's a fur piece away in uh, North Carolina. I thought it was in Guam. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Was, it might was, as well be. Wow. I was about to say, is it closer than 10 hours this time? No. I'd have to go across no. the Mississippi it's to get the enough. freaking thing. But uh, it's oh. still available, and it's a little more in my price range. But it does; uh, it has you know 318 versus the 440, and it doesn't look like a mobster thing. It looks like something your grandma drove when she was a hottie. Yeah, I'm leaning towards a mobster Probably car. Did. Along the lines of mobster car, black on black caddy. Oh, that thing is so sweet. Still available, and the guy actually uh, he sent me a little information back about it that it's rust free, uh, and seems to. Everything seems to be kind of in good condition. You've been told rust-free before. Shush. I, I need to dream, Corey. <laughs> you were told rust-free. Oh, my God. By a preacher. <laughs> yes, a preacher. And, and that it had been all fixed up before I went to pick it up. And then, yeah, it's got uh, it's about three quarts low. And what quarts are there? You might as well just make fudge with it. So That yeah. wasn't oil. It was tar. It was so it was all learning. So that's what I've been doing. Corey, how about you, car wise? You know, uh, to be honest, the excitement of things that I've done this week is uh, probably going to take up the rest of the show. So <laughs> here's the thing: I went into my garage, and I've I've got a uh, my wife drives it a lot, but we have a Golf GTI. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's a, it's a 19, and we used to have a, a little bit older one, but it was still the same model year. We bought these roof racks, actual Volkswagen, you know, roof racks that, that go onto it. I took them out of the garage and put them on the new car. What? What? Hell wow! No. Did you what? do it by yourself? I certainly by your did. Lonesome? Oh, certainly <gasps> did. And I, You're and, a big I boy. and I almost remembered how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it you was go. Fantastic. And it's, they went for a drive and realized I forgot why I took them off the first time. There's a hell of a lot of wind noise. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. You need to get one of those deflector deals for in front. Going to have to do something if we're going to keep them on there. I nice. guess before we used them with an actual carrier, then that was fine. But you could make your own that, out of plywood. Ooh, there we go. That'll be stylish. <laughs> you know, put a surfboard up there. It's People a do that here in the That's actually probably pretty normal, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> See you all the time. You're in. Uh, I got to drive a Corvette. <gasps> what kind? Not mine. 
Yeah. All right, that's it. I'm out. See you later. Yep. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, neighbor next door works for GM, so he gets the uh, family discount for the whole family. Oh. And his brother has a thing for Corvettes. He came over in a 7th Gen Corvette Grand Sport that's been rechipped and pulls into the driveway. And I figured he was just showing the thing off. And we start talking about it for a little bit. He tosses me the keys and says, want to go for a drive? Yes. Like yes, you've got to ask. I do. That's what because I was, the, yeah, he's yeah. standing over in his yard going, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah. that, That's before the period, the end of the sentence comes in. He's already in the driver's seat saying, come on, keys, let's go. Later. <laughs> he hasn't finished talking. I'm moving the mirrors. <laughs> I say, sure, where are we going? He says, well, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm thinking, okay, you're nuts. I uh, go sit in the car, start it, move the seat, all that stuff, because he's five foot two. And it has 1,094 miles on it. Oh, my God. It doesn't have 1,100 miles on it. It has nothing. It is white. Wow. It has got that fantastic adrenaline red interior. Yeah. Uh, just gorgeous. I back out of the driveway. I'm as careful as I can be. The splitter still scrapes anyway. I take it out. And then as I'm driving down the driveway, it's got those Michelin, uh, is it pilot? Is it the, the pilot sport twos or the something? The pilot sports or, or, the, like or the cup tires or something whatever like they that, are. Yeah. And they're picking up every little bit of rock and gravel and everything. <laughs> Cause they did that rotten chip and seal on our cul-de-sac. Yeah. So all the way down the street, I'm doing seven miles an hour. I'm waiting to get out. But all the way down the street, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, exactly. All the way down the street, I'm thinking, well, this has got that black box thing on here, where the data recorder where it records everything. Oh, I can't do crap, man. He's going to watch it when I get back. (laughs) And it turns out not to matter. I go and I get on the street here behind the house and I stick my foot in it. And it's so loud. Everybody for four freaking miles can hear the car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'm getting arrested. Uh, And uh, he says he thinks output now on that thing is jumped from 430 to around 500 horse, courtesy of the chip and what little he's in the exhaust that he's done on it. It sure felt like it. It felt like every bit of that. And by the time I got home, I had realized two things. One, I really want one of these. <laughs> and two, I'm going to lose my license. <laughs> <laughs> when you do, that's right. Well, you hopefully know, you lose it after you buy one. Hey, Henry. Henry Accardo from uh, you, you, the founder and leader of the car show known as Crossroads Cars. Cars. Yeah. <clears throat> car things for you this week. Um, Honestly, I have not been doing a whole lot of that. Uh, I've, been, I've been mainly outside uh, just like... Mountain biking. <laughs> Way to a little, put a little different than cars. A little different. <laughs> Way to put a bat shoot on the whole show, no, Henry. No, I know, I know, I know. Who Get is this out. guy? Why, why did you bring him into this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? We can cut him out later. <laughs> Was that exercise? He's, yeah. He's doing everything Jeremy Clarkson's against biking. As long as you were going to get a pizza. He did yeah. crap good yeah. I did. Him. I did have a pizza last night. Okay. That, All right. That okay. makes up for it. Uh, fair enough. If you can sit there for 10 uh, minutes. That's Let's fair do enough. some news. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of news to get to this week. Some of it good. Some of it not. That's how it works. Lake Auction Company announced yesterday, doggone it, that courtesy of the COVID-19 pandemic, the 48th <sighs> annual live Tulsa auction scheduled for June 26th through the 27th has been canceled. Uh, yeah, and it's the one I was going to get back in the saddle on because I haven't gone yep. anywhere for an auction since Scottsdale. It's been since January. I cannot yeah. imagine how uh, disappointed yeah. Gary and Muffy are. Oh, they are. They really are. I've been talking to them both. and They're sad, but they got to do what's safe for their 
for their employees. They got to do, they do yep. what's safe for their yep. customers. And that's exactly yep. what Gary said. He said, the health and safety of our customers and employees is our first priority. So instead of an in-person auction, we're focusing all of our efforts on our online sales options, including Marketplace E, where sellers can select make offer or buy now options, allowing collectors and enthusiasts to sell and purchase vehicles at any time from the safety of their home or office. That's fun. However, yeah. I, wa- I watched part of a lake auction all right, part of, part of an auction on YouTube not long ago, and I heard the auctioneer, and I heard the cacophony, and I saw the crowd, and I was amazed how excited that got me, and I haven't been to one yeah. in a while. Damn. Uh, Just. Sorry, Brett. Damn. Anyway, they are <laughs> taking consignments on uh, on their Marketplace e-platform. You can find the link to all of that, all of this good lake stuff on readthedriven.com. Nice. Well, the uh, <laughs> along the lines of the bad news, and down in a uh, down in my neck of the woods, mm-hmm. uh, fiscally speaking, uh, from road and track, Harbor Freight has had a little bit of problem. Uh-huh. Their uh, jack stands have been recalled because they might collapse, which is really oh. not what you want your jack stand to do. I don't think that's the purpose of it. Because no. typically, when you got something on a jack stand, you're underneath it, and. You know, I have been pretty safe Something. with the stuff that I've got. My little, my uh, pneumatic air pump mm-hmm. uh, is still running strong. And it's one of the oil-based ones, so okay. it does all right. Okay. Uh, I've replaced most of the pneumatic tools that I got from them because they rust so damn fast. <laughs> there was one that I was going to do some rock carving with, too, a little pneumatic hammer. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I pulled it out a month later, and it don't move. And I'm like, what? Stuff from Harbor Freight. Doesn't it come with that little packet of rust in the box with it? You can go ahead and put it on there. <laughs> you just sprinkle it on. We like to call that instant patina. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, then I've been through like three patina. disc grinders with it. Uh, and I don't buy those from there. But, but my jack stands were still working. And now I'm like, oh, damn, really? So it's a uh, it's a recall from the NHTSA. Harbor Freight says certain three-ton and six-ton jack stands oh my have the potential to disengage their support pawl under shifting weight. So if your car is kind of shifting a little bit, uh, the jack stand could kind of go, Doink, well, hello. Th- three-ton isn't bad enough. That's 6,000 pounds. But a six-ton jack stand? Yeah. That's a lot coming down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, the recall document says that the problem could affect more than 450,000 jack stands <laughs> produced between 2013 and 2019. Yeah, I guess, guess we're money So falls. how much you want to bet the person in charge of quality control on that one's no longer with Harbor Freight? What if they... <laughs> <laughs> if you can find them, it's somewhere in Shangzhou. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there wasn't a person from oh, in charge of Because they already got let go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, they were sold under the Pittsburgh brand name and can be identified by item numbers. And you can find this on you know on the website. We will have this. All yeah, on the just website. look for them there. Uh, Harbor Freight urges anybody in possession of these jack stands to return them, which is smart. And unsold jack stands covered by the recall have been removed from the stores already. So if you're just okay. now go- heading out, uh, you should be covered. Oh, so that's... whatever ones they're selling now, technically ought to be okay. Uh, ought to be okay. Yeah, right. Should How many jack stands do you think our Harbor Freight's going to sell over the next 12 months? <laughs> Three. <laughs> and it's in Alabama. Mark's buying two of them. <laughs> no, shut up. I might. <laughs> <laughs> Looks okay to me. I had to go to Alabama to get them. It's the only place they were available. Damn oh, it. It's a long drive, but look at the money. I, I bought saved. some ratchets out there before. They've done okay, but then again, I don't have a risk of a car falling on it. Yeah, either. true, true, <laughs> true. Well, uh, speaking of bad news... Car giant, car rental giant Hertz 
it looks like they could be in just a little bit of trouble. Courtesy Ooh. of uh, all of the virus and pandemic and everything, nobody's flying anywhere. Nobody's traveling anywhere. No one's going anywhere. And so uh, nobody's renting cars when they don't go there. Oh, so... <laughs> Which, that, typically, yeah. So the trouble you're talking about is... Yeah, they're they're not... Bankruptcy? Yeah. Oh, crap. Really? Yeah, Hertz real... has been around forever. I knew yeah. I should have bought stock in them last they're, week. They're really, really uh, close. They're right on the cusp of bankruptcy. Oh. Uh, they're currently in talks with their creditors in hopes of avoiding a bankruptcy. The company's been given until May 22nd to come up with $400 million for holders of its asset-backed securities. The company's most obvious avenue for raising cash would be to sell parts of its rental car fleet, which numbers about 560,000 cars. Oh, my good Lord. In the U.S. alone. So this doesn't include what they've got overseas. The resale values of the vehicles it currently owns have been pummeled (laughs) by the pandemic, dropping 70% in April alone. Oh, my God. Wow. 70%. (laughs) 70%. So not only are they not bringing any money in, they can't sell their crap off and get any money for it. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a perfect storm. Uh, oh, yeah. Hurts? Yeah. Screwed. It, it, yeah, it, right. it really hurts. Uh, Their two main lenders must decide the next two weeks whether to allow Hertz to try to raise money by selling off large parts of its fleet or to let it go into bankruptcy. The bankruptcy could flood the used car market with several hundred thousand cars. Whoa. When car lots are already completely full because nobody's been buying nobody's anything. Nobody's been buying them. And the one thing I'll give them is at least it's not, you know, a hurricane season type of flooded car lot. Uh, But dang, man. Well, if you're looking for a cheap Malibu, (sighs) you know, (laughs) looks like there may be one one coming up here. A few thousand to pick from Uh, that Nissan hatchback. It's on its way. (laughs) Dealer auctions that would liquidate cars have also cut back on their operations uh, because of dropping demand from used car lots. Mm. Hertz sells cars as part of its business. But how long it would take to sell over 500,000 used cars in the U.S. alone at prices reasonably close to market value is a question probably of years not months oh my lord and uh car rental businesses largely depend on on airline travelers like we were talking about and they're not doing any domestic traveling that would keep these rental companies afloat so it sounds like there may be a little glimmer of hope for Uh, but first off uh, before that is it just irony that the first one the if there is going to be more than one of these that's going to get hurt that bad it's hurts that got hurt (laughs) i'm just (laughs) I'm sure it's not lost it's on It's not them. lost on anybody. <laughs> Got it. But uh, there could be light at the end of the tunnel, right, Mark? I think so. The uh, Hertz is unloading, uh, as you talked about, a bunch of cars. Well, one of them is a, a ton of Corvette Z06s. <laughs> I mean, this is... Finally, the lick of bit do, of bad, do you see news. the silver lining? <laughs> uh, the rental company just flooded the market with a bunch of cheap... Just flooded it with uh, cheap Corvette Z06s. To celebrate its 100th birthday, Hearst had commissioned a fleet of Hertz Corvettes based on the Z06. So it was like, happy birthday to us. And then, oh, crap, who blew out the candle too soon? Yeah, no kidding. Specialty cars haven't been hit as hard by the decline in used car prices. So Hertz is hoping that these cars are going to be the ones that will fetch some really good money. And they had some other stuff they were going to look at liquidating as well. It, but I do hear that the uh, on the Corvette side that you can basically pick any color you want as long as you like yellow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As long as right, as long as it's yellow with bumblebee black stripes, baby, you are all set. Yeah, I'm in. And You're don't, good. Don't think that I didn't already go look. <laughs> I believe it. But hey, if you don't want a Hertz Corvette Z06, 
How about a 750 horsepower Camaro Z01? <laughs> oh my uh-huh. god! If it's got a Z in it, it's screwed. Okay, I got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I'm seeing it. So yeah, I think uh, what, what is that? Uh, Brett, the original. I mean, the Z01s were normally factored with a 650. These and this been, has got another 100 uh, horsepower yeah, on that. They, these have been breathed on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. It's called sanitation wipes. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for something uh, more powerful, uh, with uh, also yellow with black. Well, black with yellow. It's, black. It's, oh, they're okay. kind of flipped. Oh. If, you, if you like yellow and black and fast Chevys, boy, you're set. Yes. <laughs> it's a totally and, different color scheme. scheme. I'm telling you, it's totally different. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, they're selling all their custom-built 750-horsepower Camaro Z01 rentals. Uh, they commissioned 24 of these back in September 2019, along with a handful of Camaro SSs, which I'm assuming were also black and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Customized by Hendrix Motorsports, they called a uh, basically they uh, they sport a Callaway supercharger, oh, so boy. that's going to bump your horsepower up from the, from the factory. Uh, Hertz specific wheels, illuminating door sill panels or plates, uh, fender badges, uh, embroidering headrests, and a number plaque, oh. so you can feel special. How about that? Good grief! But seven yep. who here besides me loves the idea of a seven hundred fifty horse rental car, dude? Uh, and a Camaro? I'm raising my hand. Hells yeah. <laughs> now, as far as purchasing, because of me being the, the driver kind of car guy that I am, the 24 of these cars were all optioned with the 10-speed automatic. Yes, So no yes. manuals on these. But then again, on a rental car company, would you want someone chewing the hell out of your clutch? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> with 750 <laughs> what horsepower. What a mistake that would be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the, the whole thing. I really feel bad for Hertz, but uh, it sounds like they were probably in dire straits before all of this. And it sure uh, the pandemic sure hasn't helped. Yeah, we 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 have jokes and make fun, but man, we, yeah, uh, heart hurts for this because yeah. that just yeah, this damn sucks. it. I mean, they've been around. I mean, I don't know when they started, but it's been a long ever since I can remember being alive. They've been around. So. Yeah, you know, our dad's dads that's, that's probably rented some of those and yep. then wore out the transmission on them. They're one of those ones you go to like screwed an old, up the uh, suspension and <laughs> drove them way too hard over. That bumps. sounds like my dad's dad. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're one of those companies you're going to an old garage and there'll be like an old metal sign. Because they rented hearts out of their, hey, out of their shop or something. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, as of currently, right now, they've had two that were listed in uh, North Carolina for seventy-eight thousand for the asking price. Wow. With only thirty-three hundred miles. So if you got seventy-eight G's burning a hole in your pocket, you can go get yourself a bumblebee or yep. a reverse bumblebee, and go real fast. A beeble bum. For the there most part, go. that's it. You got it. And that brings us. To our guest. Yay! Oh, yeah. Who's been so patient. Yeah, he has. And he's been sitting there thinking, you guys, I can't believe you make a show out of this. <laughs> Why is there not beer in front of me? Why is there not beer in front of me? Why am I not drinking? We'll work on that. It's coming up, baby. Uh, we've got Henry Ricardo here. Henry is the founder and the leader of the car show Insanity that is Crossroads, car, Crossroads Cars in the Crossroads District in Kansas City. Henry, welcome to Driven Radio. Yeah, Glad to have you, you here. Yes. Uh Tell us a little bit about your background with cars. So, um, I've never uh, actually, well, I've always wanted to, you know, learn how to you know, work on cars and stuff, but I still have absolutely no idea. That's okay. Uh, you're, you're in good company. Yeah. I know, exactly. <laughs> you guys are, <laughs> yeah. Just talking, you can tell that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> well played, sir. Uh, just, just trying to keep the lid on it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, I mean, it all... Uh, I don't have like a crazy uh, background with cars, but uh, I've always I've always liked them and had an interest with them. I've seen pictures of you in a lot of nice cars. Yeah, I uh, oh, yeah. I I, I, drive, I drive some fun cars sometimes. Uh, get around um, 
But uh, it all really started. So uh, my grandma, her first car was a 1964 and a half Mustang. Oh. And uh, ever since I was super little, uh, I've always seen it in a garage, just covered up. And you know, sometimes I'd oh, I'd yeah. go into the garage and I'd lift up the tarp and I'd get inside the car, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it's been in storage my whole life. And then uh, a few years back, uh, we just fixed it up and uh, put a whole new engine, nice V8, and just just totally restored uh, did it. Did it have the six in it originally? Um, or the tiny. 289. Yeah, 289. Oh, nice. That's, no, that's a decent little I, mill. I believe. Well, so, so, what'd you drop in it? 351? It's a. Uh, 429. 302. 302, nice. Yeah. Oh, good little one. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your connection with the uh, Kansas City Crossroads District? So, uh, my grandpa was uh, the first developer in Crossroads. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, uh, he bought his first property back in 1964. And uh, since then, uh, He's kind of just uh, grown up uh, portfolio, and uh, that's where the car show uh, is held on a, couple, on a few of the lots. Now, one of those lots is belongs to you in that you've turned it into a pay-to-park lot. Yeah, so on, uh, on First Fridays, I mean, it all started out. So uh, my mom, she basically told me a few years ago, you need to get a job. And I'm like, no, no, seriously, yeah, yeah. So I'm, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, we believe it. That happens. I'm, I'm like, my kids heard that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, mom, I, I really, uh, I really don't want to go work at Hen House. So uh, I'm gonna try and figure something out. So uh, oh come on, you didn't want to get that first job at Uncle Plucky's House of Chicken. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work for anyone really. So, uh, so I'm like, you know, uh, what can I do? What can I do? So I. Uh, Kept uh, thinking about things, and uh, one day I was over at my grandparents' house, and we were just talking about First Fridays. I don't even know it. it well, it was First Friday, and it's just uh, they just brought it up, and for some reason I hadn't heard of it. So uh, I started asking questions about it, and then I'm like, "Well, hey, I mean, if this you know thousands of people come to this event, what's going on with the parking lots for the uninitiated? First Fridays is oh yeah, so it's a big event that uh, Crossroads uh, puts on that. Uh, all the uh, offices and, uh, well, a lot of the offices and art galleries in there will open up and people can come and show their arts on art, their art on the street and uh, sell their art to uh, whatever they want. It's just it's, a big, big it's event. It's a great event. It's, and along yeah, yeah. with, there's food vendors and oh, there's yeah. music and there's little things going on all over the there, place. I there, love First Fridays downtown. There may even be some wine to be had. Oh, there might there there is a lot of wine. (laughs) Maybe a little beer. There might even be some whiskey sampling at some Uh, of the galleries. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I want some whiskey. <laughs> so it's, so it's wonderful. Way to derail the interview. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll see you'll see ten thousand people out there on a nice summer night, yeah. which is great. I mean, you know, minus uh, Corona going around right now, but uh, yeah. So uh, I went. I, I I'm like, well, hey, have you uh, charged parking on there? He's like, yeah. Some company came to me and you know tried you know make a deal, but uh, he never saw a penny. So I'm like, well, hey. Why don't I go down there and check it out? Uh-huh. So I called up one of my buddies, and uh, I'm like, hey, man, I got, I got a little idea. Uh, you want to go with me downtown? Check it out. He's like, okay, yeah. So uh, I went over, picked him up, uh, good friend Evan Dubert, and uh, we went down there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. All of the lots are completely full. Yeah. I'm like, I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next month, I, uh, I hire him and another one of my friends, and uh, we, uh, we go out there and charge 10 bucks a car. 
and I paid him uh, about 20 bucks an hour, and uh, that was that. So I started working once a month, and I was making some good money. So then I'm like, well, hey, what else can I do with this? I'm, I'm, you know, I've got so much free time. Uh, what else can I do with this lot? So uh, I'm like, hey, Papa, that's what I call my grandpa. I'm like, hey, Papa, what if I started a car show? And he's like, you know what? That sounds really interesting. Uh, you know, go for it. Yeah. So. Uh, oh my gosh. So uh, he's got a connection over at Aristocrat Motors, uh, Marion uh, Battaglia, and he uh, he's the president, and he set me up with his head of marketing, Robert Helweg, who's awesome. And he basically got me started, uh, donated 100 uh, mugs, uh, yeah, I guess mugs. Yeah, uh, travel mugs. I yeah, yeah travel mugs. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, they donated 100. And uh, for the first month, we charged $10 a car, uh, which right now it's uh, free. But we charged $10 a car. Uh, we had about 100 cars show up. Uh, perfect weather. Corey actually... Uh, made a video on the event. It was awesome. I did. Yeah. And uh, wait, I'm I'm doing the math here. Ten dollars a car. Yeah, it was. Cars, yeah. <laughs> got free swag from sponsors. Wow, man, you sailed under a lucky sign. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a cut from the uh, food vendors also? No, no. I uh, every food vendor that comes, uh, I just I let them come for free, oh, and nice. then they take all. They take all. Their did you get a profits. cut from the guy that was selling warm beer out of the back of his car? Because that's how it worked when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> I just didn't tell him doing it. That was eight dollars a six pack back then, and let me tell you, that was a lot. <laughs> oh, well, nice. Yeah. So, you've. Taking a, a First Friday's paid parking, turned it into a car show where people paid, and now it's a free car show. Uh, how how often do you hold these? Yeah, so uh, not on First Fridays. Uh, I still keep doing that uh, separately. So uh, for, 20, for 2019, it was uh, the first Sunday from March through October. Um, and then this year, we've uh, only had our, um, our first event of uh, March 1st, 2020. And uh, since then, we've had to cancel because of the virus, and uh, our next one's June 7th. And I'll be able to do that first Sunday up till August because I am going to college. So I won't be able to have them later on in the year. How, oh. how many cars are you able to fit into your lot? So that's the thing. Um, we have about three lots uh, mm -hmm. that can hold around 200 people. But there's a lot of street parking. So, so how many do you estimate you're getting? Well, in March, uh, I estimated about a thousand people, <laughs> which was kind of insane compared to everything that happened in 2019. Are you sure you want to give this up? <laughs> give it up. I'm not. I'm not giving it up. I'll. Uh, yeah. No. 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 Uh, in well, I mean, while I'm in college, uh, I won't be able to, you know, have them every first Sunday. But I will. Uh, I will be trying to have them in the summer. Maybe a couple events. Uh, hopefully, three every summer while I'm gone. Who can come? Who can, what kind of cars are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, and literally anybody. Uh, anyone that wants to come out, just show their car, show what they're proud of, talk to other enthusiasts, come on out. So this year has been really tough on car cruises, shows, and events, but we have good news. This June 1st, you're gonna have, we're going to have another show, correct? June 7th. June 7th. June 7th. Yeah. June 7th. Uh, how many are you expecting? Do you have any idea? So... Uh, I do a lot of the advertising through Facebook, and uh, that's where I post my event. And uh, in the past, uh, I think it was 11 days, we've reached around 50,000 people off oh of that my. one post. Um, 
Oh my. So then that's just on their feeds. Uh, I, I mean, just for instance, last year we reached. Yeah, but 50,000 people would fill Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. It's crazy, yeah. Uh, I mean, last year we reached over a million on Facebook, which was kind of nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. It was crazy. Um, but uh, so we have about uh, 200 people marked going right now. Um, but obviously that will uh, go up, hopefully not down. Well, uh, and about uh, 1,500 interested, I, I think, believe. I think wow. you can add three more to that. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I think yeah. So. Sounds Definitely good. Be showing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can find Crossroads Cars on Facebook at Crossroad Cars one yeah, the number one. I, we I, we had to I had to make it number one because Crossroads Cars just without the number was one already was taken. taken, which sucks. But uh, you, know, you can also find them on Instagram <laughs> at Crossroads underscore Cars. Henry, thanks for being with us here on Driven Radio Hangout. We've got another guest coming up here real quick. Uh, here in a minute, we're going to be talking to Eric McClellan. Eric is a uh, He's an interesting cat. I think he may be the new candidate for the world's most interesting man. Uh, but we're going to have him here with us in just a minute on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. <laughs> Uh, we may have a new candidate for World's Most Interesting Man. Eric McClellan is an independently licensed mental health professional. Good Lord, we could use that here. Uh, a senior learning and development. 180 an hour, by the way. Uh, okay. Cash. Uh, <laughs> Cash only. Up front. No, Up front. <laughs> no chance you'd work for booze, is there? He's yeah, a, I can't take trades, unfortunately. He's a senior learning and development leader with a master's in psychology. He's published two books pertaining to automotive subjects. Eric has freelanced. freelanced as an automotive journalist for over a decade, currently working with Gearhead Daily, he's also owned a myriad of cars, both foreign and domestic. He enjoys racing his Corvette whenever possible. He has a self-proclaimed Lego obsession. We need to introduce him. <laughs> Going to have to introduce him to Ped for that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's true. He enjoys reading to his son's elementary classes where he does all Aww. the voices, and we've just had a little proof of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we were getting things hooked up. Yeah, That's Eric, right. Eric plays pool at a competitive level. He and his partner recently took fifth in the World Pool Championships in Las Vegas. He enjoys Sweet. jewelry making, fine woodworking, has the world's, mo well, had, past tense, had, one of the world's most epic beards. Uh, looks like you're uh, working on bringing True. that back. And uh, I think it's time we hand that man a dose hackies. He is uh, one of the <laughs> most interesting guests we've ever had. Eric, welcome to Driven Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, this is cool. Mr. Mark, Eric is originally from Springfield, Missouri, so now we have the Southern Missouri hey, Mafia here on... My neck uh, of the woods, right. Branson boy. Class yeah. 82. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. My, my grandfather was the fire chief at uh, Springfield, Missouri. Oh, no kidding. Did he happen to... Oh, my God. I'm just starting... Hey, did he happen to know my cousin yeah. Bill Farr? We're gonna he play was a fire chief of the, the whole state, and then now he's down there in Ding Dang. He's also a sucker for Kansas City barbecue. So Good man. Uh, yes. this, this means you're okay in our book. Uh, no pressure now that we've Love built you up. You've uh, <laughs> you got a hell of a professional background. Mental health professional, billiards yep. pro, auto journalist, skilled mechanic, jewelry maker. Uh, you make custom woodwork. How did you come to have such a diverse skill set? Uh, that's a good question. My, I, I, I don't know. Right around college age, I, I moved out of my mom's house and into the dorms, and then 
uh, I kind of, you know, started opening my mind to a bunch of stuff and I had some kind of really bad, uh, a couple bad experiences, like right around 19, 20 years old, where it just kind of hit me hard and fell into like a really wicked depression for a number of months. And then uh, one day I just kind of said to myself, you've ever seen that movie? Yes, man with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he just kind of says yes to everything. And I said, you know what? What the hell? <laughs> what have I got to lose? Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what have I got to lose? So literally, it, as long as it wasn't dangerous, it wasn't going to hurt me. It wasn't illegal. And, you know, it, it was sort of positive in some way. I was going to say yes to every single opportunity that came my way. And uh, it led me to some very weird, uh, <laughs> s- some good, some not so good uh, situations. But it, it definitely got me out of my, got me out of the rut got me out of things and it kind of really opened my eyes to uh uh you know people like henry rollins and stuff who they have this mentality like their hair's on fire all the time and i i i I have this mentality where and i I don't know if i got this from my grandfather where i just feel like i have to be doing something all the time or watching tv is a i'm wasting time i could be doing something i could be fixing the door or i could be reading a book or i could you know doing something productive with my time um there's the sad fact that there's just not enough time in the world to do all the cool crap there is out there. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I have this belief that, okay, if I call somebody to come fix something for me, um, what makes that guy or girl or whoever different than me? Nothing, nothing makes them different than me. I can do it too. So why can't I learn it? Why can't I learn that skill or apply it to that? And it's cool. Once you start diving into virtually any topic, it can be really, really cool. So I, it's, it's almost like I, 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 I exhaust a topic and I feel like I've come to like everything I need to know about something and then I move on to something else, you know? And then there's a lot of transferable skills. You can take one skill from one thing and transfer it to another and you're kind of already halfway there to, to whatever thing it is you're, you're trying to do. So there's just so much cool stuff out there to learn and to, to do and experience. Mm-hmm. When did you learn you were a car guy or when did you know you were a car guy? Oh, uh, probably 15 when I, um, so my, my mom had this philosophy of I had to, I had to have a crappy car, went my first car. <laughs> and so she gave me her hand me down. So this is 1996. Okay. Mm-hmm. She gave me her hand me down 1984 Honda Civic. Four door. Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, it gets better. Manual steering. Oh. Manual brakes. No air conditioning and and uh, manual transmission as well. It was the cheapest of the cheap little four door Honda Civics you could get. And I was like, this is not cool. This is not. This is just not a cool thing for a sixteen year old. And uh, so I was like, oh, can I can I have a loan or can you buy me one, mom? And mom's like, no. <laughs> so I went out and so I went out and bought a seventy two GTO. Oh dang. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. And That's a slight um, change. A little, a little bit, yeah. Little, little. But the thing is is I bought it when I was fifteen. So I couldn't drive it. So it sat in the driveway <laughs> for six months until I could turn eight uh, turn sixteen and drive at the time. So and, and I just I don't know. It was just it, it's just a cool feeling. You you turn the car and like you get slid around a little bit and then you can tweak stuff and I don't know. It's just 
it, it, it all started with, um, I, I was the kid who took apart the toaster when I was little, you know? <laughs> and yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, like I was just curious, like what's inside this? What makes it go? What makes a little thingy go up and down? You know, why does the toast pop up? I don't know. And why but doesn't it do it out. anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing is the, is I more times than not, when I would put it back together, it worked better. Than when I take oh. it apart, and I and I kind of graduated from like the toaster to my Nintendo to oh. um to, to the TV. I took the TV apart. My mom didn't find out about that until about two years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I I took apart her Sony Trinitron TV. I know everybody had oh one of those. Boy. Uh, wow. Yeah, with a little uh, gray clicker, and uh, I took it apart. And uh, yeah, during my TED talk, I actually. Uh, said that in the out loud at my TED talk. Sorry, mom. I took her apart the TV when I was 10 <laughs> and, and it was the first time she learned it. And, and it just kind of got, it got kind of got bigger and bigger. And I was like, all right, well at, you know, 14, 15, I was like, what's the next thing I can learn. And uh, it was cars. Like how do I can understand cars? And then I got to about 20 and realized, okay, I kind of have a pretty good understanding of cars work and the, the function. And like, what's the next big thing? Like what's, you know, what's there to solve? And that was like, what's the most complex thing on the planet? And that is people, the brain, how people function. Why? I had to answer the question, why do people do the things that they do? And um, that was it. That was the thing that drove me into psychology and wanting to kind of understand people and, and uh, know how they tick. So, I mean, it's, it, 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 there is a thread there. You, you can follow it. And it's uh, how do things work? And it, it's kind of fall, fallen into... How do people work? Before you got to the psychology, you yeah. managed a garage that did a fair amount of business with rental car companies. Yes. One and, of the big ones. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, that job and how that pushed you toward a different career path? Yeah. So at the time I had a, I had my master's in psychology and I had taken the path to become a therapist and, uh, you know, help people and help people get better. And after I finished my, my practicum and my internship and my college degree or my uh, uh, master's degree, I kind of went, I am burnt out of college. I'm burnt out of school. I'm burnt out of all of this. I need, maybe this isn't for me. So maybe I should, <laughs> maybe it's not, who knows, you know, your timing's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Better then than now, you know. It's it's like that saying, you know. When's the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday. No. When's the when's the second best time? Today. Right now. Right there now. you go. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I kind of live by that philosophy a little bit, and um, yeah, I I, uh, I I didn't know if that was for me, and I found this job that says you know uh, training managers, and I was like, well, I got a master's degree that should at least get me in the door, my foot in the door. And it did. And uh, I went into the, the manager training program to run a, a, um, a, a nationwide chain, a chain store place. And um, they had, you know, for the most part, had integrity, not every day, but for the most part, people <laughs> I worked with had integrity. I did. I, oh, um, of course, every day, <laughs> every step. <laughs> well, I, I did. But, yeah. you know, that was I, I couldn't just live. With, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, there were some things I saw, but yeah, we had a, we had a, a national account because we were very close to the airport. And if anybody's familiar with St. Paul or Minneapolis, you probably know where I worked. It's near the airport. And 
uh, yeah, one of our large accounts uh, was our rental car company, and it was very lucrative. It was a very good deal. So they, uh, our guys loved it. It was a, it was a great deal. So you had, I'm guessing, just a rotation of cars, almost like a revolving door. Yeah, and, and yeah, dr- drivers would come in, and then uh, they would drop off a car. We would have a car ready for them. I mean, barely two words were intercha- exchanged between me and the driver. I'd just hand them, you know, I'd leave the keys on the counter, and they'd just take one and go. It was pretty, pretty standard. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get you back around to something you mentioned I, during your talk. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Uh, you had, oh, yeah. you had one driver that you just didn't have any interaction with at all until the very I old that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not only did I hate that guy, uh, what's your, what's your policy on swearing by the way? Yes. <laughs> we're good. Okay. We're, we're okay. Okay. Yeah. The dude took a shit on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> has, has, has everybody... On this, on your staff here, heard the story or is, no? no I, have, I have. No. Nobody oh else my has. God. Okay, so here's okay. So here, so here, so okay. So I've set you set the stage. Yes. I was the closing manager of this, uh, you know, small eight bay repair shop uh, in a very high, you know, high volume store. A lot of foot traffic too, because it was a very idyllic sort of place. A lot of old money. Uh, very Jewish old money neighborhood. Okay. Um, great, great customers. And we, we were right by the Ford plant here in St. Paul where they made all the Ford Rangers before they went under that whole bit. And the, um, again, how it worked was um, a, a, uh, one of the drivers from the rental car company would come drop a car off chances. They would just, you know, do an oil change. And if they were great customers, because if we found a tire that needed repair, or a wiper blade or a light bulb that was out. They didn't ask questions. They just authorized it and boom, we, we got paid. It was great. Fantastic. And um, late at night, uh, what would happen is um, they would drop off all the cars for the next day and then there would, you know, you know, drivers would just kind of cycle in. It's pretty simple. I'm by myself with one mechanic because we're closing up shops, getting to the end of the day. I'm getting tired. My, my tech is getting tired. And his name is Jason, by the way. Ironically, he's on the same pool league as I am. <laughs> um, so 10 years later, I see this guy and I'm like, holy crap, it's Jason. Um, literally. <laughs> literally. Well, yeah, okay. Well, let, me, let me get to the story here. <laughs> and there's most of the guys are pretty, you know, guys and gals who would, who would do this. This was a part-time job for them, paid minimum wage. It didn't, I mean, they were just shuffling cars back and forth. It was not a complicated job. And there was, uh, so we had a lot of, um, retirees and we had a lot of immigrants who worked there. And so uh, one particular retiree was this older guy and he was very gruff. I didn't like him. Nobody in our staff had ever talked to him for more than two seconds. He did not give a shit about anybody. And he was just, dude, come in. <laughs> and he just take the keys and he just leave. And he was kind of round and portly. He was kind of you know, those big kind of middle section guys, you know, just kind of a big tire for a middle section. And he, uh, this one day it's, we're, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of the shop or getting into the night. And it's, we close at seven. I, it's like six forty. I'm getting ready to close up. I'm turning things off and I'm getting ready to go. And, and this guy shows up and he 
the, the door bursts open and he's running like that, you know, the old man staccato walk where he's trying to like clench everything at once and do this kind of like, <laughs> oh, you know, no, that walk in front of me. And I'm sitting there kind of, you know, I'm just kind of chilling. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, and I was, I see this and he walked right in front of me and I was just like, huh, that's all right. Well, I mean, it's only a three minute drive to the airport, but whatever, Good I luck. guess. Yeah. He's got to use the bathroom. And about 10 or 15 seconds later, I get a whiff. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Feces. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not mine. Okay. Double bad. Did I just fart? I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, you know, you get older, it surprises you. (laughs) Oh, hey. Had one sneak by. (laughs) Bonus round. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still alive. All right, good times. So, and and I'm just like, what the hell? So I end up, I kind of investigate a little bit. I open the counter, kind of look over, peer over like this. From the front door all the way to the bathroom is a line of turds. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I, I'm 21, 2 at the time. No, I think that, no, I'm sorry. Uh, 25. Yeah, because I, yeah, I just graduated. Uh, I'm about 25. And I'm just kind of standing there, like, it's just like, there's, is there, is there a shit on my floor? <laughs> like, what happened? Why is there a shit on my floor? Where did it come from? You know, I don't know. And, and, I, and I'm like, all right, that's weird. So, yeah. Yeah, right. That's different. And, and I start, I just kind of start laughing a little bit. And I, I'm like, nobody's going to believe this. Nobody's going to believe this. So I have to go get Jason, the tech who's in the back, <laughs> to Witnesses. show him the turds. Witness me! Yeah. Nobody's going to believe this, this old man took a shit on my floor. <laughs> so I run and get Jason. Let me tell you about Jason. Oh, no. Jason is um, uh, he, he's a bit of a hypochondriac. He, he, you know, okay, you go to Subway, you get like four sandwiches, you have, you know, you got your three buddies, you open up the thing and you go, oh, this, you know, that's a salami, that's a meatball, whatever. And you kind of lift the flap a little bit just to see what it is so you can hand it up. He's the kind of guy that if you were to lift the flap just to see what it was, he wouldn't take it because you touched it. That's oh. how he, that's kind of how he was. Uh-huh. This is not going to end well. No. <laughs> so, no. so I'm thinking who better to show some. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let's let's show let's show Jason some poop. <laughs> so I'm like Jason, and now mind you, there was a you know you've been to every repair shop. Mm-hmm. There's a glass wall between the service bay and the customer area, and we're in the service bay area. And I'm like Jason, Jason, come here, come here, come here. Is that what I think it is? I'm not imagining this right. He doesn't say a word to me. Doesn't say, says nothing. Just kind of goes <laughs> and leaves. He leaves me there. Does the bug eyed bug out. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, this guy just leaves me. So he leaves. 
And I'm about to go back in. I'm like, all right, well, nothing in manager training school has taught me to deal with this. <laughs> this wasn't in the handbook? Neither did six years of college. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, train me for any such uh, poop uh, inc- excrement uh, excursions. So <laughs> as I'm about to hit the, the door between the garage and the, sh- and the customer area, a early 20s, pretty attractive female no, oh walks no, in. Oh, no, no. Oh. It's summer. <laughs> oh, oh. She's wearing flip-flops. <laughs> I have seen the future. <laughs> it's not. I good. feel like you're getting ahead of me here. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to get behind you. None of this I don't. I don't know how, but like, like it was a laser beam stepped in the biggest piece. Oh, Lord. and it, and it, and I looked down. I'm horrified. Again, you know, I or mid-twenties guy, you know, like, what the hell? And I look down, and sure enough, it's, like, in up in there, like, toad jam <laughs> up in there. And I'm like, I am so sorry. This is not how we do business here, I promise. <laughs> I, think that's, I, I, don't, I think that's almost verbatim what I said. <laughs> and, she, and I handed her a blue mechanics towel. <laughs> And and she's like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm a nurse. I see this stuff all the time. Fine. Wow. Okay, good. I'm like, all right, we're not getting sued. Lucky. (laughs) Yeah. And she she was really nice about it. And uh, later, um, somebody told me, do you think she thought it was dog poop, Eric, or human poop? I'm like, oh, crap. She thought it was a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She didn't realize it was old man. Yeah. <laughs> it was old man poop. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I could make this up. <laughs> I wish you were making it up too. <laughs> I had to live it, dude. I had to live it. So she leaves and it's been twenty minutes by this point. And the guy I, I it kinda dawns on me, he's still in the bathroom. Oh, right. And I'm like, right, well, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. It's a one stall bathroom. There's nothing I can do. I'm not going to go knock on the door. I've never said one word to this guy. And this guy's never said one word to me. So forget it. I'm just whatever. Don't care. It's closing time. I take all the mats outside and I, you know, start going, you know, and then I realize that there's a fair amount of it on oh the linoleum. And you have to imagine I'm 20, like 25 ish. Not knowing what the hell I'm doing, still kind of in shock by all the events that have happened. Jason has now left. He's gone home. It's just me <laughs> and this guy. Running in the and screaming. Yeah. 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 In a yeah. fetal position. <laughs> fecal position? Is that what hey, you um, said? <laughs> Thank you. It's a, new, it's a new one, yeah. Um, so I grabbed the first thing I can think of to clean it, which in retrospect, it doesn't work. I'll just tell you this. Brake cleaner and poop do not come off the <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> I grabbed the first the thing I thought could work. I was like, well, brake cleaner takes care of everything. It takes care of rust. It takes care of grease. <laughs> it, you know, uh, it has it, it's got to work on poop, right? <laughs> Apparently not on no. poop. Nope. <laughs> so 
If anything, I'm an example. Do not do what I did. Great cleaner, no matter what strength, will clean up. It just smears it around. Oh, my God. Son, I admire your tenacity. Imagine why I went back to psychology. He gave, anyway. <laughs> he gave her the old college try, didn't he? Oh, yeah. man. I just wanted to hear you re- rehash that story. Was that in your oh, no, third talk? Or it's not done. Talk? Oh, my oh, God. No. What? There's more. Oh, it gets better. There's more. <laughs> All right. I'll, 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 I'll be brief. I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing up his poop, his shit off the floor. And the, the, the only word this man has ever said to me. He comes out of the bathroom. Oh, I'm still on my hands and knees, right? So he's up here. With a can of brake light. And I had to look up, and I'm like, and I'm about ready to murder this guy. Like, the fuck do you want? Like, <laughs> go ahead. Make, like, go ahead. And he just looks at me in his old man face and just goes, huh, and walks off. <laughs> Spread it with the brake from a distance, mind you. <laughs> well, then I looked, at, I looked at his, I looked at his pants, and I realized that he was shaking turds out of his pants as he was walking in the. the oh, thing. good lord! Yeah, and then I realized he dropped off a car. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> Which one? There is not enough seat covers in the world for me to get in that car. Oh. I left it. I left it unlocked. <laughs> In the parking lot with the keys in it. Brain. I, I think that's huge. A, that's a pretty fair theft deterrent. Oh, huge stain right there. Unbelievable. And, and, and then I realized, wait a minute. I haven't cleaned the bathroom yet. No, <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. There's a pair. Of, so I open the door. I honestly, like a sack of bricks, hits me in the face. Um, uh, the smell was so bad, and I, out of the corner of my eye, I barely see like a pair of just destroyed underpants sitting oh. in, the, in the garbage waiting for you like old friends so I so I, I, I that was the last straw I couldn't take it anymore There's, I had enough shit shit for that day yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I wrote a note I said uh, dear morning manager his name um, uh, Scott dear, dear Scott uh, super sorry about the bathroom we'll explain tomorrow going home to get drunk <laughs> and, um, and that was and my it. friend was having a party that night uh, a watch party for like lost or something like that and and i i I, op- I crack open a six pack he starts this show and i said i just for everybody's record be thankful i did not shit on the floor tonight <laughs> <laughs> and everybody kind of went huh that's an odd thing to say and i said i'll tell you later and i started drinking and then that was was the story unbelievable Uh, how much of that made it into a TED talk by the way I really want to know how much of that story went into an illustrative and how you worked it into something motivational uh, yeah it's on the web you can go on YouTube and check it out oh shit it's on there you you can find it under that story I'm in. You can find it yeah. under Turd Talk. Yeah, Turd Talk. <laughs> <laughs> turd X. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it, it is. It's PG. I told it at the you know Woodbury Minnesota High School uh, auditorium. <laughs> Graduation. <laughs> yeah. You are the future. Don't shit yourself. <laughs> I, I, I actually got a standing ovation for it. So. <laughs> you know, if, if you watch it, 
it starts out that auditorium is quiet, <laughs> and by the end of it, everybody is laughing. They're rolling. Oh, that's great. Oh man, I, I had so many people come up to me afterwards and just you know tell me like you were hilarious. That was funny as hell. I'm like, that's my life, man. <laughs> So, obviously, that drove you back to the mental health profession. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I realized that maybe automotive wasn't for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you transition from that into an auto journalist, something else that could be described as mental illness. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was, a you know, if you go from psychology and mental health and going into work every day and nobody comes to see the therapist when they're having a good day. I don't no. know if you know that. No. <laughs> oh. That well, right? hey, everything's comes. PG. There's... Here's $130. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing how much I actually saw of that at the end of the day. So it, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when I went to do my the freelance job, everybody was in a good mood. It was always like, oh, hey, Eric's here. You know, like, this is going to be great. We're going to have fun. And we're going to do car stuff, which which it was. Uh but my day-to-day nine-to-five job, oh, God, I don't want to, you know, they just didn't want to be there. They didn't, you know, uh, people were just not in a good mood. But everyone was in a great mood when it came to car stuff. So I really enjoyed the journalist stuff. I got to meet a lot of people. Um, first, uh, you know, a lot of people online, but also met a lot of people in person to some of the events that I would go to and introduce myself. And this is me and this is who I am. And um you know, it opened up a lot of doors. That journalism thing opened up a yeah, lot of doors. It does uh, for me. So yeah, um, and I have to stay. I have to. Um, if uh, Stephen Rupp and um, Nick Lakata are listening to this, those are the two guys I got to give credit to because those are the ones that gave me my first shot. So uh, Steve Rupp, uh, assistant editor of Popular Hot Rodding, and uh, Nick Lakata, I think editor of Camaro Performers at the time, but he had done bunch of other stuff so they were the ones that really gave me my first shot and and really walked me through the process and, and introduced me to all these things and stuff so um you know they took me under their wing and kind of you know oh yeah eric's eric's the new guy come on you know <laughs> they were really nice to me Very and, I, and cool. actually i used all that money i squirreled it away and i paid off my student loans oh so, cool nice that's very good yeah yeah so i took my nine to five job that was buying bill paying money and then the freelance work was uh pay off all my debt and I had a 30 year loan. My goal was to pay it off in 10. I did it in six. So we're going to hit, run through a couple of uh, your greatest hits here real quick. Mm -hmm. When it comes to cars and motorcycles, you seem to insist on torturing your poor mother. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Tell us how you helped her set her personal best speed record. (laughs) Yeah. That's gotta be good. So my mom, I, uh, I had a 69 Camaro. Uh, Z, uh, I think it was a clone. I actually don't remember if it was a real one or not. I think it was a clone. Anyway, small block 400, you know, hot little cam in it. And that's, it was great. It was a fun little car made 450 horse, whatever, nothing crazy. But for the late nineties, that was pretty cool. Not bad. And I sold it, took the cash and bought a cash, bought a brand new Jixer uh, motorcycle, 2002 uh, GSXR, uh, crotch rocket. And my mom flipped her shit. She was pissed. <laughs> and she's like, you can't do this. I'm like, I'm 21. <laughs> I I'm, can do I'm, what I want. I'm, yeah, I, I can. And uh, she's like, this, this is dumb. And, she, and then she goes, Eric, I know you. 
you need to buy a second helmet. I said, why? She goes, I know the first thing you're going to do is put a girl on the back of it. I said, um, yeah, probably right. And, uh, yeah, there were, there were, uh, um, actually, uh, <laughs> my first, that's how I met my first wife. Uh, <laughs> she got on the back of my bike in college. Um, true story. And wouldn't get off. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was, it was a easy conversation piece. Like, Hey, you want to go for a ride? And then, you know, they're like hugging you from the back. So uh, you know, hey, you're in, you know, it's a good way to meet, meet, uh, meet, uh, people. So, uh, she says, you got to buy this, you got to buy a helmet because uh, you're going to, uh, you're going to have a girl in the back of this. And I said, well, do you want to go for a ride? And she says, uh, yeah, sure. Let's do this. So I, I give her my helmet and I take her up by our old house or where we used to live in Minnesota. And then there was a highway. And then, so I'd, I'd hit the highway and then, and then, um, you know, come back and, you know, you know, just had, just had some fun, mm-hmm. just had some fun. And uh, we get off the bike takes off her helmet. And I said, Hey, you know, just, just out of curiosity, how fast do you think we were going? She goes, I don't know. 70, 75. <laughs> I said, um, how fast had you gone prior to this? She says, Oh, I, Oh, maybe, maybe 85, 90. I said, how does 120 sound? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't wound out. The, the bike was not no, pegged, no. pegged at all. And, um, and she's like, we were doing 120. I said, yeah. She goes, okay, you're not allowed to do that ever again. And that is how she never got on the back of my bike ever again. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, I, I do that with my wife. I had a Gen 2 Viper, and uh, I love that. I love that car. It was just mean and aggressive, and it was, it was a pile of crap, but I loved it. Um, and it had a ton of stupid, stupid torque. And uh, I told my I said, look at my wife, I said, how fast have you gone? She's like, I don't know, 110 in my Pontiac vibe. I said, cool. Put the pedal <laughs> to the floor. And it kind of ran out of highway at about 135, 140-ish in that car. It would, that car would do 200. Um, at 130 miles an hour, there's a, she's got a picture of me. No date, no time, of course, because, you know, I ain't mm-hmm. admitting the crap to nobody. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of her. There's a she's got she took a picture of me, no hands on the steering wheel, doing 130 miles an hour. Because oh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> they're they're that stable at speed. Wow. So they, they loved it. They love that. I mean, that was 2,500 RPM. We got another. Qu- we got another question for you. Um, sure. Yeah. Why do Minnesota BMW car salesmen fear you? Well, one in particular does, because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and thus the story begins. <laughs> so my mom was dead set on getting, uh, she's like, I, I have to have a convertible. I only have convertibles. That's what I drive. And uh, and, and my mom never drives because she travels for work a lot, so she never has to drive her car. And she she's like, well, I have to have a ragtop BMW. And this was 2002. 13, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And back uh, during that time, uh, they had phased out all the soft tops and they're now doing those convertible, you know, you know, uh, retract hard tops. Yeah. Yeah. And and they were great. They're great. They, they don't leak. Um, They, you know, you can't even tell they're convertible once they're up and they're automatic. They're great. They're, they're fantastic over, over a soft top. They're amazing. And I said, Mom, you got you to get one of these hard tops because they don't make soft top anymore. And, you know, you're just out of luck. She's like, no, I have to have it. Come to the BMW dealership with me and let's go. 
said, okay. So we go there and um, uh, there's this short, stocky, uh, you know, I've always been the little man sort of guy. Um, Napoleon I mean, syndrome. Ca- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's kind of, you know, he's, he's bulky and he's big and he's kind of like, you know, like I'm, you know, I was the, I was the cool guy in high school and <laughs> I never was, I never was the cool guy in high school at all at in the slightest. So um, it doesn't intimidate me at all. And uh, we're there and my mom is, I'm just kind of letting them talk and he doesn't know anything. I know anything about cars or any of that sort of stuff. So I just, I'm just kind of there to tell my mom what's, what's bullshit and what's, what's not. Um, and there's a, they have a couple cars on their sh- uh, deal, uh, showroom. They had a fourth, they had a, a Ferrari 430. They had uh, a couple other really, really nice cars. And I'm just kind of, you know, peeking at the fast cars, drinking some coffee. And there's a Z4 there. And my mom's like, oh, you know, I don't like really like the Z4. It's not, you know, it's, it's too small for me. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, you need to take it for a drive. And it's, on the, it's in the showroom. And I might, it, mind you, it's winter, Minnesota. It's slightly warm. So we've got slush on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to go meet my now wife uh, for lunch. So we have a little, only a little bit of time. And the guy goes, well, you know, I really think you should take it. Let's, let's go do it. They, they open the doors, drive it off the showroom. It was a BMW Z4, the M Power one with the fancy blue, whatever. But it was a soft top. That's, that's what, that, that was the big appeal. And the guy's like, oh, come take it for a ride. It's our, you know, my mom's like, I don't really want to. Maybe he does. And she pointed to me. And I was like, all right, what the hell? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go. And I had been doing a fair amount of autocross by then for a while and uh, felt confident in, in this. So he comes with me and he says, uh, hey, let's go. Like, hey, this, is, this is some big power, right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> a Z4 has got what, 260 horse? Ish. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm maybe giving it a benefit of the doubt, maybe 220, 240. And it's a good, it's a cute little car, and it kind of, it's a little zippy. It's sort of Miata-ish, but it's a little slushy, and um, when you compare it to a Miata, and uh, so he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like you can feel the power, and I'm like, it's eh, all right. <laughs> he, he's like, you're not impressed. I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> he's like, no, no, really, you know, give it, give it the business, and I kind of like, you know, red line. I think was like six grand or something. I brought it to like four, and I'm like, oh, neat, like good, you know, thanks for the test drive. And he's like, no, no, you. And he could tell he he could he could tell I was not impressed, and he says, "Okay, well, let's go take some turns and see how you feel about that." And so I'm kind of taking leisure turns, you know. If uh, you know, autocross to me is I'm going ten tenths and I can spin out at any time. I'm probably doing a six six and a half, mm-hmm. maybe really under control, trash controls on the whole nine yards. And he goes, "No, no, no, get, you know, really get in there." And I'm like, "It's not my car." I don't really want to pay for it if I crash it. So no, it's slushy out. There's some snow and uh, I'd prefer not to. And he, and he finally just goes, no, I gave you permission. Go right ahead. See what you can do. Fucking A. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I proceed to try and kick the tail out one, one or two turns. And I'm like, I can't get the rear end because there's not enough power in the back to, to kick out the ass end of it. And and so I'm like, that's weird that it won't do it. And he goes, and, it, and he goes, all right, well, you know, one, one more. Let's, let's see what it, let's see what it does. So I said, I said, fuck it. Turn the control off. Um, hit one turn. Just, I mean, I don't know if it was like poetic or what I hit like a piece of slush and the back end kicked out. 
and it did like this weird kind of snowy power slide, like Colin McRae style, <laughs> you know, power slide. And I, was, I had my foot in the gas the whole time. I think I was down to second gear and I really hit it just right. Beautiful. The ass end kicks out and we're spinning. He thinks we're out of control. I'm having a great time because I know, I know what's happening. We're in traffic, by the way. Oh my God! <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's normal day to day traffic, Saturday traffic in downtown Wyzetta, Minnesota, <laughs> is where all the fancy dealerships are. Uh, you know, Porsche, Range Rover, that sort of thing. And uh, and he freaks out. He goes, "That was that was crap." The test drive's over. Drive back to the dealership right now. That was crap. I said, "What do you mean? You told me to do that." He goes, "I don't care. We're done." So I sheepishly drive back to the thing. Like, I don't know what the hell I did. You told me to do this. And we get back to the dealership. He looks at my mom, goes, are you going to buy something or not? He's not allowed to test drive anything ever again. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and then I got a month ban from him. He says, hey, for a month, he can't Ooh. come back for a month. Oh. I live across town. I don't give a shit. You I wasn't buying a car anyway. I didn't want one. Boy, he got you. Oh, boy. Yeah, he showed well, you, buddy. Really showed you. Yeah, when we got back, the I mean, the, the whole side of it was covered in snow where I had <laughs> slid, you know, through the through one of these, like, little, the left-hand turns or whatever. But, yeah, I got banned for a month for <laughs> from, from BMW of Wyzetta. Eric, you have yeah. so much more good stuff to talk about, and oh, gonna, yeah. we need to have you back. There's just too much ground to cover in one show. Uh, oh, yeah. any, anything you've got going on right now, what would you like to promote? Where can we find you online? Uh, where yeah. can we find your work and your books? Uh, go ahead and, and plug everything you want to plug. <laughs> sure. So I have two books. They're right here. I'm actually working on a third one currently. Uh, the first book was with Minor Cottrell at TPIS for, uh, on uh, uh, LT1 Performance, the 93 and 97 book. So how to make stupid amounts of horsepower with LT1s. The second book was how to swap uh, LS motors into 60s and 70s Camaros. Oh, or basically, it's, they're pretty generic. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And I had a Pro Touring car. I had a Pro Touring 68 Camaro. It was great. Uh, full full speed tech suspension. Um, actually, just got back from Art Morrison. Speaking of which, so hi, Craig. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, Craig. Craig's a Craig's a really really nice guy. Um, gave me a tour of his whole shop. Which, by the way, you can find a tour of uh, the Art Morrison shop uh, on my YouTube channel, which is uh, just Gearhead Daily, one word. So uh, just search one word and uh, just ran. There's just random stuff on there. I don't really have a theme so much as it's just. Kind of what I'm doing at the moment, and something that might be useful. So I got a tour of the Art Morrison uh, facility, and Craig was really cool. Showed me a lot of his tools, and um, yeah, you can find my books on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, if you ever get to one eventually. And <laughs> but otherwise, they're on, they're on Amazon, and nice. uh, yeah, and I do the YouTube bit just for just for funsies. And, uh, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. We've I like been, doing this stuff. We've been speaking with Eric McClellan, who is clearly an extraordinary raconteur and a car guy, a man of many skills, possible renaissance man, and uh, my nomination for the new most interesting man in the world, <laughs> should Dos Equis come calling. Uh, who, uh, who, who else is on that list? Let's be honest. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm serious. And, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. And, who is on that list? And... <laughs> I, I will say this for Eric. He gives great humble. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, 
thank you so much for being with us. You can find all of Eric's social media links as well as links to Gearhead Daily, Eric's books, and his VinWiki stories at readthedriven.com. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I'm Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt, Catfish Groves, and Henry Accardo this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.